Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. This is Jewel, and this is Independent Living Skills. We'll be talking about planning and organizing and going on vacation independently. Kayla will give us commands for muting and raising hands and all that, and then we'll get started. Awesome. Welcome, everybody. Just so you know, this call is being streamed as well as recorded, so you may have to navigate on your screen to and accept the got it button for um, that you realize it's being recorded. Um, if you are on a PC and you would like to raise your hand, it is going to be Alt-Y. To mute and unmute on a PC, it is Alt-A. On a Mac, to raise your hand is Option-Y. And to mute and unmute, it is Command-Shift-A. If you are on a smart device, in the lower left-hand corner of your screen is going to be your mute button. And in the lower right-hand of your screen is going to be a more button. And under that, you'll find a raise hand option. If you're on a touch-tone phone, if you want to raise your hand, it is star nine. To mute and unmute, it is star six. And back to you, Jewel. Okay, sorry about that. I got a call like right as you said that. <laughs> okay, so today we'll be talking about everything travel independence. Um, we'll start with talking about planning and organizing. Um, and this will be primarily like deciding um, how to pack and how to prepare um, for your travel. Um, so for packing, um, it's much like when you're packing your dresser, you want to keep things organized, um, but you also want to keep things like, you know, specific things in different places. So for example, if you're tra traveling by plane, you definitely want to make sure your all your um, liquids are in the right size containers. It's 2.5 ounces or three ounces. I can't remember which it is at this point. They keep changing it. So I think it's three ounces, but, you know, basically those little travel bottles that you can get at, at the store. Uh, and then you want to put it in a Ziploc bag to keep it just in case it spills. Cause sometimes those will, depending on the pressure, can't, they can explode. <laughs> um, so for a blind person, you want to make sure that you know where everything is in your suitcase when you open it. Um, and so the best, the best way I would say to do that is to have everything in bags or containers. Um, you can get those little fabric boxes that are great in suitcases, or you can just get bags that you like. Um, I like to use recycled bags because I like to recycle things. So, you know, like a, a bedding in a bag, the bag from the bedding is great, you know whether that's a fabric bag or a plastic bag, it works great for a suitcase. Um, I like the zippered plastic ones because you can like push all the air out of it. Um, much like in your dresser, you want to fold your clothes, but in packing, you're going to want to roll them. Uh, we talked about this last week with the laundry. Um, rolling will not only help with wrinkles, but it'll pack it tighter so you don't have to worry so much about packing it all down to the size of the suitcase or having a really big suitcase. Um, so we talked about rolling last week, um, just basically burrito style. Um, and you place them in the bags, um, depending on your organization. I always did like shirts with shirts and pants with pants. But if you want, really wanted to, you know, this shirt goes with these pants that goes in that bag, you know, roll them together, stick them in the bag together. Um, whatever you want to do for organization is best. Um, and then, you know, might, might have a bag that's just your underwear, you know, a bag that's just your socks. Um, but then you put those in the suitcase in the order that you know you'll be able to figure out exactly where that is. Um, and then you can have, 
you know, an inventory sheet that says this is what's in this bag. That way, when you do your inventory sheet, you know what's already there. And, oh, I forgot this one item. Now I can put it on my inventory sheet because now I have it. Um, Basically comes your checklist. And I find that Braille checklists are really great like that. um, Because you just put the item on on the list as you put it in the suitcase. And then when you get to wherever you're going, you will know that everything's in there because you didn't write it down if it's not in the, on the list. You know, you didn't write it on the list if it's not in the suitcase. Um, but when you get to somewhere you're going, you can look at your list and go, got it, got it, got it. Oh, I forgot my toothbrush. It's not on the list. Then you know what you're missing. You know, um, so it can be useful for that. Um, and, you know, since it's Braille, it's something you could just stick on top. Um, large print works, of course, for that as well. Um, the, the problem with large print is unless you're using your Sharpie marker, you know, your, your low print, um, high contrast marker, you have to print it. And then you have the problem of, you know, you can't add or subtract from that list. Whereas with Braille, subtracting is easy. You just rub it out. Adding is easy. You just get your slant styles done and stick it on there. Um, so those are some things for that. Um, uh, let's see here for packing. I tried to pack in one bag and then a carry on bag. Um, so if I think that I'll use it while on the plane or the train or whatever, um, I keep it in a small shoulder bag or backpack. So, you know, if you're a crafty person, your craft project, um, maybe you have a braille book that you really want to keep with you. Um, your purse items, your your wall, your purse or your personal items like wallet, um, keys, those things would go in your carry-on bag. And then you can have everything else in your suitcase. And even if that suitcase is staying close by, you know you don't have to touch that suitcase because everything you need is in the backpack. The reason I say try to keep one suitcase is because rolling more than one suitcase and using a cane or guide dog, you know, handling your guide dog. Um, not easy. I find it hard to even do with just one rolling suitcase because I, it gets me off going straight. So, you know, if I can get away with it, I just use my big packing backpack and then I don't have to worry about rolling a suitcase. Um, so there's another option. If you are like me, if you, you know, you find that a rolling suitcase knocks you off your, your straight path, you might consider something that you don't have to roll. So I have a hiking backpack. It has the um, strap that goes across the chest, the strap that goes across the stomach. It can hold quite a bit of stuff. And, um, you know, with these straps that go across in the front, it it distributes the weight and I don't have to worry too much about my shoulders or, you know, my back hurting. Um, My hiking backpack can carry probably three or four days worth of clothes and, you know, toiletries and stuff. Um, if I pack it nice and tight, which goes back to rolling your clothes. So it packs really nice and tight. Um, there are toiletry cases out there that I definitely recommend for your non-liquid toiletries. And I, you know, I mentioned the non-liquid toiletries because your to- your liquid toiletries should be in that Ziploc bag. And one of the reasons for that is to keep it from exploding, you know, keep it from getting everywhere it explodes, but also sometimes they want to inspect those things. Even if it's in a check, check-in bag, they'll, sometimes they want to see those. And so if it's on top in a Ziploc bag, it's very easy for them to go, oh yeah, that's fine. Put it back. Um, so, you know, consider alternate bags. Um, some people like the duffel bags. I'm not a fan of duffel bags. They're just too bulky for me. Um, but if it works for you, great. Um, if rolling suitcase works great for you, that's great too. Um, plan it out, you know, sit there and write down everything you need. Or if you have an, uh, Amazon device, she has a to-do list on there. Um, you can create a packing list and then just start listing off, add this, add that, add that. And then at the end, she'll give it back to you um, five items at a time. 
And, you know, then you can say, remove this, remove that, or you can wait till the end and say, clear, clear the packing list. Done. There are apps out there that will do packing lists, but I find that either writing it down in Braille for me or, you know, large print for somebody who has some vision would be fine. Um, Or telling it to my A lady works best for me. Um, Whatever works. So um, packing technology. So if you have an expensive piece of technology, such as a refreshable Braille display, you probably want to keep it with you um, in your carry-on bag because a, like a refreshable Braille display, that's usually 1,000 plus um, piece of equipment. If somehow that gets damaged in check, you know, checked baggage, well, you know, it's not insured. Um, if you are going to check it, you might go ahead and get insurance for it because then you can. But, you know, if you don't need to get insurance for it, keeping your carry-on bag is best. Um, so exp- expensive equipment, an Oregon cam, you know, a refreshable broad display, your laptop, you might want to just keep with you. Um, don't take, take chances. Um, just keep it where you can easily pull it out because when you go through um, air, like airport security, they're going to want all of that out. It, it will need to be scanned separately. So don't put it at the bottom of your backpack and then, you know, you have to dig through your backpack to get it out. Um, my backpack has a padded section on the back of the um, last pocket. A lot of backpacks do. Um, it has a little um, Velcro strap that goes over it usually for a laptop, but maybe I'm not traveling with my laptop. Maybe I just want to put my Braille display in that. Very easy to get it out. Um, so that is definitely, you know, your assistive technology should stay with you. And, you know, you may want to actually use it while you're out and about. And if it's in your suitcase, then it's going to be easy to get to and you won't be able to use it. Um, so that's assistive technology. You want to keep that with you. Um, when you are traveling with a guide dog, I'm not going to go into like full details about this, but you want to make sure that you pack for your guide dog as well with, you know, making sure that that stuff is easy access. So the water bowl, the food bowl, um, a Ziploc bag of that, your dog's food need to be with you. What if, you know, cause what if your checked baggage gets lost? You don't have your dog's food. You know, Dogs can get sick when they don't eat the food that they're used to. Um, so keeping the food that they're used to with you in a Ziploc bag, you know, one one meal, maybe two meals with you um, is very important. Um, you can get collapsible silicone food and water bowls. Those are amazing. And they they collapse flat and then you can just stick it in your backpack and it doesn't take much space and then you don't have to worry about your your food food and water bowl for your guide dog um it is a good idea if you use a cane and also if you have a guide dog have a spare cane you never know if somebody's going to step on your cane and, and break it you never know if somebody's going to run it over or you might get it caught in something and it's you know it breaks so have a spare cane with you, just a very simple folding cane, uh, telescoping cane, whatever works for you. Have one available in your pack, in your pack, um, just in case. And that's you know that to me is like the most important thing um, to pack is a spare cane. Um, you know, even if you're using a guide dog, you're you know you're working with a guide dog. What if your guide dog's sick, and you don't want to work a sick guide dog? So you're going to want to have a cane at that point. Um, so that's the basics of packing. Do we have any specific questions about that? And then we'll move on to the next topic. But if we have questions, we can ask, we can ask them now. If you have techniques, that's also great. Alicia has her hand raised. Okay. Alicia? Uh, sorry, I took me a second to unmute myself. Um, I didn't have questions, but I just wanted to share um, some things that I do um, awesome. when packing my stuff. 
Um, first, I do want to say maybe you said this and I missed it, but um, make sure you also like when you're figuring out what stuff to put in your carry-on and what stuff to put in your suitcase, if you take any medications, definitely have that on your carry-on. Definitely. I've almost yep. forgotten this before and almost put it in my suitcase, um, which I mean isn't terrible, but if, if your luggage gets lost, that's... Yeah, if your luggage gets lost and you don't have your medicine, that's a big deal. Yeah. And keep your medicine that's in your carry-on bag. I know it's tempting to put it in the pill bottle, in the pill containers. Keep them in the original pill bottles because they're going yes. to check that. And if it's not in the original pill bottles, they might just confiscate it. Yes. Um, also, I want to say the notes app on your phone does offer a checklist option. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you want to make a list and like check things off. And then my mom, I, I'd have to check what app she uses. And then maybe I'll let you know. I think it's called Get Packed or something. Okay. It's like a packing checklist thing. And she mm-hmm. um, emails it to us before our vacations. So we can okay. like, check items There's- off. And it puts it up into categories. Yeah. It has like toiletries, clothes. And then I have a toiletry bag that actually has like a hook on it where you can like hang it on the door now, which mm-hmm. I think is really handy for like hotels and stuff. Yeah, so that's, that's what I was going to share. The hanging one. I love I, that. I piece. love those. It's so it nice. folds down so Velcro to close it. And then when you get there, you just un unvelcro it, stick it on, on the towel rack or on the back of the door. Yeah. Mine has a. Yeah snap but i love it because i keep okay. all my travel stuff in there even when i've unpacked i just like yeah, the, yeah. yeah and yeah, that's um awesome. you mentioned the app um one app that i've used in the past is called any list um and it will do the categorization also um and you can do custom categories and stuff um and that one um there is a premium version that would be subscription but um if it's just you doing using it it's completely free. Um, I think the app actually costs like $3, $2.99. But then it's, you know, there's no subscription necessary. Um, but yeah, that's all I was going to share. But I like this yeah. call. You do a good job. It's very organized. Thank so. you. Welcome. Organization is my life. So. <laughs> all right. Thank Dexter you. Is up next. Okay. Hi. Okay. Um, Basically, mine is suggestions also. Actually, uh, first thing is with regard to emailing you, the link that is in this stuff actually is independent living skills rather than independent living jewels because I uh, also try to send emails to you. Hmm, okay, I'll make okay. sure that next time I, I get it right because it should be independent living jewel at gmail.com. Okay, it is. Yeah. That's okay, why you thank you. Okay. okay. I'll, I'll make sure I that's actually, corrected. Um, I've written a series of, let's see, five, six uh, articles on travel for the Montana Association for the Blind. And, mm-hmm. and plus, I have a list that I uh, supplied to uh, Hadley Travel Group with regard to suggestions that I have of, of packing. And, that, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I do. I love packing cubes and especially the small, uh, the extra small ones that you can take and put, uh, you know, your things like your wires and and chargers and all that Mm -hmm. type of stuff. You can put them in those and then you don't have the stuff out and around, you know, the socks and everything, you know, everything's basically organized so you can just pull it out and get to stuff easily. So those um, are the fabric boxes, correct? I, I use the Eagle Creek ones, uh, Spectre ones by Eagle Creek because they're super, super light. Mm-hmm. I mean, like uh, a third of an ounce for the super small ones. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't add a bunch of weight. The other right. is po- and if you're going like to a rainy area in that, then I suggest Osprey uh, makes a series of uh, dry bags. Oh, that yeah. They are very, very light uh, that you can go ahead and put your technology stuff into. And, and even when I fly back and forth between India and the US, what I do is my computer, my iPad, 
uh, you know, those types of things, they go into dry bags. Right. And so no matter what, they're always protected from moisture. Right. I've used those while camping. I've not used them while um, flying or, you know, going on a train or something, but it's a good idea. Um, well, so good idea to do that just to be safe. Yeah. A lot of it also depends on, you know, where you're going. For instance, you know, right. uh, my wife and I have been up to Darjeeling uh, in the mountains here in India several mm-hmm. times. And you're talking 131 inches of rain a year. So yeah. you have to be prepared. Yeah, the likelihood of rain they, is very high. They load the stuff on the outside of the, the vehicle that you're in, too. Yeah, so the so, bags are going you know, to Yeah, it, and so, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, being prepared. With right. With regard to travel on that if you pack properly in that for instance uh, when we spent 45 days in europe uh, my mm-hmm. wife and i basically had only a carry-on backpack okay mm-hmm. and the nice thing about using a backpack is that it leaves one hand for my cane and one hand for being able to right you know keep her arm and that keeping together and and so forth. And so that's a lot better than trying to take and pull around a suitcase. Right. Which is why I use my hiking pack because then I don't have to worry about rolling bag. You know, I don't have to ro- worry about, oh, I've set it down because it's in my way and now I don't know where it went. It's on my back. You know, um, then I have my hands yeah, free yeah. from my cane and yeah, definitely. Okay. It's, it's a much easier thing and, and also. Uh, with regard to the backpacks and that, um, I would suggest that they go to a place that sells, you know, a true spring good place that sells them and get fitted for the backpack because mm-hmm. a proper backpack should support basically all the weight off of your hips. Mm-hmm. And so basically your shoulders aren't supporting all that weight all right. the time it's just simply your hips you put the belt on and and your hips support everything and then the shoulder straps and the chest strap are simply for balancing on everything right secure it, yeah um so where would you suggest going to get that fitting where can you do that um because like my bag's fitted to me but i went to rei um they'll do that but where else can you do that um well ba- basically most sporting goods and outdoor type okay. stores, um, you know, for instance, there in, in Great Falls, Montana, and that uh, my Osprey stuff and that we bought through uh, an outfitters that you know basically that's all they do is is you know stuff for canoeing, mm-hmm. you know, kayaking, and you know all that type of outdoor stuff. Okay. And uh, they went ahead and fitted my wife's backpack and that because I couldn't see to really do it. Mm-hmm. And so, and the other thing is also, um, if you have a person who is going to be guiding you, if you take their backpack and just go to, you know, a place that does like repairs on tents and that type of stuff and have a handle mm-hmm. sewn onto that because then you can reach out yeah. and hold on to that handle and it gives you a full arm length and and that especially if they have to you know pull anything or anything like that it you know it keeps you secure and keeps you away from other stuff bumping you all the time that's a good point. Yeah. My husband had a hiking backpack that had a handle on top and then a handle on the front of it. So it was, it was exactly like that um, where we, I could hold on to the back of his backpack. Um, and the other, so one final thing with regard to backpacks, if you get a rain cover, uh, you know, for instance, Osprey makes a yeah. super light rain cover that is, was it three ounces? Yep. I think it is. Or, that uh, and it'll fit like a, a 50 liter backpack mm-hmm. even 
Yeah, I have one of those. The thing about having something like that is, you know, if you lay your thing down, it doesn't get dirty. If Mm -hmm. people are are around you and that they cannot try and get into your backpack either. Right, because you'll be able to hear the, the sound of the ring cover if they shift it. To get into well, your bag. They, yeah, they just, you know, if the ring cover is put on properly, they can't even get to it without taking the ring cover off. So Right. And you'll be able to hear that. Yeah. Anyway, those were some suggestions. I do, like you said, if I do have a, a list and so forth of things mm-hmm. for different types of of uh you know travel, you know, for instance, for adventure yeah. travel and that where you're going out canoeing or that. You know, then you want some extra medical gear that you don't need if you're right. just simply. And I can provide that to you that uh, you can you know share with people if. So Definitely, desired. yeah. If you'll send that to independentlivingjewel at gmail dot com, um, J E W E L Jewel, uh, independentlivingjewel. Then anybody who wants that list can send me this an email to that same email, and I'll I'll forward it on to them. That'd be oh, wonderful. One, Thank you. One other item uh, with regard to packing. When you're going to be uh, flying, I suggest having a scale, travel scale, that you can take and and check the weight of your backpack or luggage before you go to the airport. That's a good point. Yeah, there's and nothing worse than finding adjust the weight when you're at the airport try to decide what stays and what goes thank you i'll look forward to that um list in the in my inbox and anybody who wants it just let me know and i'll forward on to you right and then judy also has a question hey jewel excuse me i have a question about Packing shoes. Um, I only ever travel with a carry-on. My theory is if it can't fit in the carry-on, it's not going because I don't want to deal with the chaos of baggage claim and all that. Yeah. Um, I, so I, I will always wear the heaviest pair, either sneakers yes. or closed shoes. But it always seems to be trial and error for me. Sometimes I try to pack it on the inside of the top, like where that the mesh, you know, that zippered mesh portion is. And then sometimes mm-hmm. I pack it I'll try and pack them in the you know the 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 bigger portion you know the bottom portion mm-hmm. of the suitcase and so I just never really know what's the best way to do it I just seem to unpack them and pack them again and you know it's just it's always an aggravation for me well, it depends on what kind of shoe that it is so what do you usually end up packing sneakers and dress shoes oh, no never dress shoes so it depends okay. on where I'm going um, mm-hmm. slippers and like an extra pair of very, of casual shoes, lightweight usually. Okay. Um, so either like, you know, usually slip on shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and uh, so it's usually just slippers and another pair of shoes. I'm not a big mm-hmm. shoe person, but I want to have a change of shoes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's what they are. So for the, um, for something like a slip on, you know, that, you know, it's not very big. Um, you know, like you said, the heaviest pair is what you wear because, you know, it'll be easier to pack the smaller pairs. So like your slip-ons and your sneakers, you don't want to wear the sneakers, right? I'm sorry, say that again. My voiceover started to Like talk, if you're wearing, down. if you're care, if you're packing sneakers and slip-ons, the sni- mm-hmm. slip-ons are the ones that are going to go in the pack and you're going to wear the sneakers, right? Right, exactly. Right. right. So the slip-ons um, are a little easier to pack or slippers. Um, if you're packing slippers, but you know, honestly, I don't pack slippers for vacation. I might pack some um, grippy socks, or I might buy some, you know, two dollars slippers while I'm out and not pack them because you know I can get a pair for two bucks. Right. Um, but for like slip-on shoes, um, I would suggest using that as your packing place for like socks. So just pack your, you know, however many, you know, if you're slip on shoes can hold three pairs of socks each rolled up then you know then you don't have to pack the socks separately and that saves you a little space oh okay yeah i mean i usually pack socks like in a separate i put mm-hmm. i use like ziploc bags for like right. you know but underwear and then a separate one for socks so your slip on shoes have a space um you know in them and also 
slip on shoes usually have some elastic to them. Mm-hmm. So your, your shoes or your socks are going to fit in there. And then um, the elastic will, will um, widen a little bit to really fit in there. And then, you know, that saves you a little space for, from the socks, but also mm-hmm. the elastic of the slip ons will hold the socks in. Um, and it just, it, you know, it saves you a little space and you don't have to worry about the shoes as much because they actually have a purpose. Right. Okay. Um, because I, I find that when I pack the shoes, like in the top portion, it mm-hmm. just makes that the, the, the top of the, of the suitcase, just that much bulkier, but they yeah. don't, the shoes can't always fit in with the rest of the stuff. Right. So I that's tend my to, whether it's a backpack or a suitcase, I pack the shoes at the bottom. Right. Okay. It gives it some, um, bottom, um, weight and also, you know, depending on the shoes, of course, I mean, slip on shoes aren't going to give much weight to a suitcase. Right. Um, but you know, you're not going to want those shoes while you're at the airport or while right. you're at the train station. So if you stick those at the very bottom, they'll be there when you get there. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, they're out of the way because if you put them right. on the top, you're going to have to pull the shoes out every time you want to get something else. Right. Right. That's true. Um, okay. But I would mention that, you know, you pack two pairs. That's fine. Um, but if somebody was going to pack like four pairs, they might want mm-hmm. us to decide, you know, what two pairs are going to be the most used and maybe, you know, those slip on shoes. Maybe you can get a, you know, $5 pair of slip on shoes when you get there, um, you know, for people who want the different types, but, you know, they don't want to pack four pairs of shoes. It's bulky. Um, right. So you maybe, you know, you, you get there and, oh, I need slippers. You, like I said, you can get, you know, slippers at dollar store. Yeah. And then when you're done with them at the end of the vacation, you just send them off to the thrift store or something. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. No problem. Any other questions about packing? Your hands are cleared at this time. Okay. So the next section I'm going to talk about is self-advocacy. This covers a lot. Um, so when you are organizing for a vacation, you want to not just buy your ticket um, and then just expect everything to work there. Um, So if you're going to an airport or a train station or bus station, when you get, when you get there, you want things to run smoothly. You don't want to be running through the airport, getting, getting confused because you don't know that specific airport or train station or whatever. Um, So call ahead whatever place you're going to, um, if it's an airport, usually you call your, um, air, um, your, you know, the, the people in charge like Delta or, um, American airlines, you know, and they'll set it up with the train, the, uh, the airport or train station for you. Um, Amtrak will do that. So if you're at a train station, you, you, you would call Amtrak ahead of time. You can specifically stay, say, I am blind to get through the airport fast enough. I want a wheelchair or I don't want a wheelchair. I want somebody to be sighted guide, you know, cause not everybody wants to use a wheelchair and, you know, I can walk. So I don't want to be in riding in a wheelchair or, you know, I just don't like wheelchairs and I'd rather, you know, I'd rather be on my feet. Um, or, you know, if you have chronic pain, you might decide wheelchair is the best thing for me. Um, I'm not going to get to my gates in time if I don't use one. Um, something else, if you are going to use a sighted guide or somebody to push your wheelchair, you would want to mention, don't leave me alone somewhere waiting for somebody else. So in large airports, they will leave you sitting waiting for the next attendant. Um, and you may not know, you know, maybe some random place and you're sitting there waiting and you have no idea where you are and there's nobody around to help you. So make sure they know if you have an attendant, that attendant should stay with you till the next attendant gets there. Um, if you have a guide dog, there are special guidelines for working with a guide dog in an airport or, you know, a train station or whatever. Um, I. I know some people do it. I don't suggest handing your guide dog over to an attendant. I know there are some people that will do that for convenience. So you don't have to go back through security. I highly recommend not doing it 
that's your guide dog. You don't want to trust somebody to, you know, they bring your guide dog out. Something happens to your guide dog. Well, you weren't there. You know, your, your dog gets injured. Um, maybe they step on a piece of glass and get glass in their paw. Well, you weren't there to take care of your dog. So if you need to take your dog out, insist that you get to take the dog out, even if it means you go back through security. Um, because if you're going back through security, they can make an exception and have you, you know, go through, um, not go through the line. You can go through separately. Um, and if you have a guide dog, that's, you know, that's more likely that you'll get pulled aside to go separately. Um, so you don't have to worry too much about standing in line at security for an hour because you took your dog out to go park. Um, so make sure you tell them ahead of time, I need this assistance because I'm blind. I need this assistance because of chronic pain. You know, whatever your issues are, make sure you let them know and they will make accommodations accordingly. Um, you know, let them know what exactly you need. Um, and if you can book your ticket over the phone, you can also tell them that right then and there. And that also allows you to ask, do you have a, a dis discount for, you know, people who are disabled? Do you have a discount for veterans? Do you, you know, you can ask about that, all the discounts. Um, so like Amtrak has a discount for people with disabilities that you, I don't think you can get by ordering the ticket online. They may have changed that by now. Um, but then you can't, you can't set up your accommodations over the online app. You need to call in for that. So if you're calling in for the ticket, you know, then you can just ask for the accommodations then and there. Um, for a train station, um, I have always asked for somebody to bring me to my car. Because once you're out on the platform, if the train is not there, it's often a raised platform and it can be very dangerous um, for a blind person, especially if it's a platform that is between two tracks. So you have to watch out for the track on the left. You have to watch out for the track on the right. Um, with a raised platform, dropping to the train tracks is a big issue. Um, so I would get somebody to assist me just to make sure that I stay on the platform. Um, some platforms have warning bumps. Um, I know the, like the DC Amtrak stations have, um, you know, the truncated cones to warn somebody before they get to the edge. Some don't though. So, you know, you want to have somebody nearby to say, oh, you're getting too close to the edge. Come this way. Um, you know, there are lights for sighted people, but maybe we can't see those. You know, I can't see the lights. You know, maybe you can't either. So having somebody, you know, that maybe their only job is to keep you on the platform um, is very useful. Um, if you are going on a bus, they usually want to insist that you sit on in the front. You do not have to sit in the front. They will insist that you are a disabled person. You have to sit in the front seat. I find that because of my chronic pain, that front seat is too cramped and I can't stretch my knees and I cannot sit in it long distance. If I'm going on a three hour trip on a bus, I am not sitting in that front seat. I'm not doing it. So, you know, they can insist all they want, but in the end, you can sit wherever you want. There are no assigned seats. On a plane, you can request to sit in the uh, bulkhead. They don't have to give it to you. But if you have a guide dog, it's very useful if you can sit in the bulkhead because then your guide dog can stretch out more. Um, the only requirement on a plane or a bus, um, think train also, you cannot be at the emergency exit. That's the only requirement. You cannot be seated at the emergency exit. It's a policy. Um, you know, in case of emergency, they don't want that extra little time that it will take them a blind person to figure out the emergency exit. Um, you know, it may take two extra seconds, but you know, they don't want that. So policy says you cannot be seated in an emergency exit. If you are seated in an emergency exit for any, you know, for some weird reason, just mention to them, Hey, I'm blind. Oh, okay. We can't put you there. Um, so on a train, uh, one thing that, you can ask for if you 
are traveling long distances and it's had a sleeper car um or like you know it's like a long distance train will have these um you can ask and see if somebody's using the um disabled private room um it'll it'll be a private space that is reserved for people with disabilities if it's available they will upgrade you to that room no charge i've done this um i went from dc to chicago and the room that they reserved for people with disabilities was available and the disability uh coordinator was on the train and was like well what's my job if that room's not being done um that's part of my job i want to see if that room works for people so they upgraded me no charge um and then you have a private room that is a sleeper car also a sleeper room um so that's really nice for long distance so take it you know take advantage of that because that's there for you um if you are on a train or you know um well yeah this would be for trains so if you're on a train sometimes they have a car that's designated for people with disabilities you do not have to go on that car that is specifically an accessible car so like somebody in a wheelchair might need to go on that car because there might not be access to the other cars otherwise but if you don't want to go on that car you can sit wherever you want as long as they're you know it's it's open seating you don't have to take that up um if you want to sit with your friends you can you don't have to you don't have to move if you like the car that you're in just say no thank you um, if you want to be in a car with other people with disabilities, you know, some people do. I kind of like it. You know, you, they understand who, you, you know, you understand your needs more and, you know, you have something to discuss just off the top of your head already. Um, then you're welcome to go to that car and, you know, you can ask for it specifically. Oh, do you have a car that's specifically accessible? Um So, you know, those are possibilities. Um, on a plane, you can request certain area. Um, so even if it's open seating for people with disabilities, if you are in a wheelchair, for example, you may need to request, I need to be back by the bathroom because I can only walk so far, or I need to be in an aisle seat so that I can get in and out easier. Um, so make sure that you do that. Advocating for your needs is one of the most important things when you're traveling. They're not going to be able to accommodate you if they don't know what you need. Um, so that's that's a, uh, about self-advocacy. Um, do we have any questions specific to self-advocacy? Or Alicia yes. has her hand raised. Okay. Alicia? Morning. Um, before I do my questions, I want to tell people if you're using a smartphone, if you double tap with two fingers, it'll automatically unmute you. I just learned this two seconds ago, so you don't have to search oh. for the for the button. Um, yeah. Um, so uh, I was gonna say Amtrak does let you select a disability discount now online. Oh, um, okay. They must fix that. I recently that. learned that last year. Yeah. Awesome. And um, I'm actually a frequent flyer now because I visit my long distance boyfriend a lot. So mm -hmm. um, you do actually have to select. Uh, well, if you book Southwest Airlines. You do have to select the wheelchair thing. Mm -hmm. um, you select that you're blind. And then I, I think you have to select wheelchair because it says like there's a blind, like you say what your disability is and then you check a checkbox that says I need assistance to the gate. Mm -hmm. I think it's unfortunately under the wheelchair section, but then like when you get there, you can tell them you don't need a wheelchair. Um, right. At any wheelchair. time, even if, even if you tell them that you want a wheelchair, if when you get there, you don't want it, you don't have to take it. Yeah. But I was saying, like, so when my dad was helping me, we didn't know where to find that any assistance to the gate. It was under the wheelchair section. So. Awesome. Um, then it's automatically on your boarding pass, so you don't have to call the airline and let them know. Oh, okay. So they have like, automatic system. things for some of the airlines. Yeah, because when I got my boarding, because cool. I always have them printed, because I don't feel like fiddling with the brightness on my phone and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I asked them, like, does it say on my boarding pass that I'm blind and I do pre-boarding? And they said, yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, because I didn't realize they had that built into the system anymore. It's been a while since I did plane travel, real much of any. Oh, yeah. I've, I flew last month. I'm always flying. Yeah. So. I did fly last okay. year, but 
I didn't really pay attention to all that. You know, I, I had things figured out. So I just called them, but I didn't know they oh, had. Yeah that's, fine. yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. All right. And you have three hands. Up next is Judy. All right. Hi, Judy. Uh, hey, so I have a tip for anybody that is flying in or out of a major airport. Find mm-hmm. out who their ADA coordinator is. Mm. They are an invaluable source uh, resource. Um, years ago, um, the airline that I was always using, JetBlue, they changed terminals. And I wanted to know, I always use the family-friendly restroom because it's just a whole mm-hmm. lot easier than navigating with all those yeah. back and forth. So when they, when they, I had to fly out of a different terminal, I didn't know where it was. She found out where she told me where it was. And then we sort of become buddies. Every time I fly, she <laughs> meets me at the airport. I had to fly out of um, a terminal I'd never been to um, mm-hmm. a couple of months ago. She told me there were three family restrooms. She told me exactly where they were, what they were near, mm-hmm. um, just major stuff. She's helped yeah. me out in so many ways. Um, and I'm sure she could easily tell you, you know, you're going to be at this terminal. Well, if you go to the left 20 feet, there's a Starbucks, you know, stuff like yeah. that. Right. Yeah. It, Exactly. Yeah. She, one, one of the, one of the, one of the locations at the family fr- friendly restaurant, she says it's right across from the Starbucks. So mm-hmm. she, she, it's just, it's just great. Yeah. They can answer any question, tell you where anything is in the airport. Um, just, um, I, I highly recommend. And, and yeah. the other thing about, um, letting the airlines know every, every airline has something different. They will have different coding, just call right. them and say, and tell them you're disabled. What you need me to do? Is there a certain code you need? Um, I mean, you know, Alicia just mentioned they have it on the system. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, you know, if you always travel with the same airline, especially, that's awesome. Right. But, yeah. Then, you know, so knowing your airline is really important too. Thank you. And just and one other quick thing, um, you can request gate passes if you have somebody that that was willing to hang with you and go through security with you, a mm-hmm. friend or family member. You can request a gate pass at the ticket counter, and that person can go through with you, um, and you know, go to the gate and hang there with you. If they, if you know, if you got somebody in your life that right. that will do that and meet you at the other end at the, you know, by the same token. So I will mention that is for one person. There have been people who have tried to like a mother and a father, they have tried to go back together for one child. They will not allow it. Um, Right. It's just one person. It's one person. Yeah. Yeah. But that is, that's a good thing. Because they'll go through security with you and it's good to have a pair of eyes that Mm -hmm. really is, is, you know, is looking out for you rather than just Mm -hmm. an airline worker, you know? Right. Some of the airline workers are great, but some of them are not, not like up to, you know, this is, this is how you do it. Well, I don't know how to do it. You know? Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Sure. You're welcome. We have another hand. Yep, we have two more in eleven okay. minutes. Just so you know where we're at. Okay. And we are the ne- the next hand is uh, Ario two oh seven. You may unmute. Hi, my name is Carol. Um, thanks for the suggestion. Love the ADA suggestion for flying. Yeah. Um, I, a couple of things. Um, I happen to use American Airlines um, fairly frequently, and they have an accessibility phone line that you can mm-hmm. call um, to mm-hmm. get to get uh, everything lined up. Um, I always call a day or so before my flight just to double check, make Mm -hmm. sure am I, do they have me in and all of that kind of thing. Um, I happen to be someone that I do not need a wheelchair, but I Mm -hmm. always take one. They can't lose a wheelchair. And I hope that's how I always think about it for pre-boarding. Great, a bunch of great suggestions. Um, And with that also um the a person can take you and and stick with you and great suggestions mm-hmm. on all of that but um yeah the the airlines are are great you can get through through security zoom through right mm-hmm. through and also the pre-boarding is absolutely a delight that mm-hmm. is worth and also seating they'll give you special seating too yeah. Uh, that's been my experience. Yeah. Too, so. I will mention with pre-boarding, 
if you want to make sure that you're going to get pre-boarding, but you don't want to sit there listening hard, you know, you want to listen to your book or something, mm-hmm. sit close to the check-in station. Yes. Right. Yeah. Correct. Because then they correct. can't forget you. If you're sitting on the other side of the gate, they might just forget you. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And traveling on the bus, the same kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And the other uh, thing I would suggest with traveling, I always put um, a tie, a bunch of ribbons or something Mm -hmm. so that when I might not be able to find my bag, but Mm -hmm. I can tell the person that's helping me, oh, it's the one that has all of the orange um, surveyors tape all around on it. So I like yeah. to okay. put something on there that is like very unique, um, like a mm-hmm. large keychain or a braided item that I will recognize. Cause then even if I don't have somebody looking for it, I can run mm-hmm. my hand over bags and go, Oh, that's my bag because nobody else is going to have that, that, uh, Kumihimo or, you know, cause I do Kumihimo, mm-hmm. um, or mm-hmm. you know, nobody else is going to have the keychain that looks like a, big kitty cat with a foxtail or something, you know, weird things. Right. Right. Thank you. Thank you. We have one more hand. Marsha is up next. Okay. Hey, Marsha. I just wanted to mention when you said um, you have to advocate for yourself and Mm -hmm. I, I, I had, they wouldn't let Jason go to the gate. So I had to have somebody else. Um, And it was a, it was, it was terrible because they uh, saw my cane as I can see. They were not aware of a white cane or a red tip or any of that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And mm-hmm. so the guy drove the wheelchair to to my gate. And number mm-hmm. one, one time I went and they changed the gate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So, but anyway, he put me. And he says he says the attendant up there at the desk will help you if you need anything. Well, the attendant walked. And I had to go to the bathroom yeah. and it was like a late flight. And I sat there for an hour and a half having to go to the bathroom, trying to figure out how I, I didn't want to just yeah. somebody walking by. And finally I could, through my, the fog of my eyes, I could hear some attendant bringing somebody to the gate next to me. Mm-hmm. And I called to him and he took me to, to the bathroom. Yeah. Um, what I decided from that is that from now on, if I fly, I wear sunglasses and I can thank mm-hmm. Ray Charles and Roy Orbison and all <laughs> of them, because when I have those sunglasses on, they get it, but they do not yeah. get it from. And, and the other thing they'll do is they'll point and say, sit over there. Well, I can't see their mm-hmm. finger or over there, you know, yeah. So the sunglasses was a great thing. Mm, yeah, they. It is a stereotype that we, you know, we don't like. We don't have to wear sunglasses, but people recognize they're wearing sunglasses inside. Oh, they're probably blind. Right. Yeah, you especially really dark with, ones. At that with the with the cane. Yeah, yeah, the combination. Yeah, um, we do kind of need to work with what they what they you know what they've learned, um, yeah. but also. Um, you know, for someone who says, just go sit there, just automatically say, show me. Yeah. Yeah. Or like if somebody leaves you at the gate and they say, oh, the attendant will help you. Well, insist that they take you to the attendant station and, you know, you get to chit chat with the attendant because once they talk to you, if you have a conversation with them, they're more likely to remember you. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure they know your name and, you know, where you're from and, you know, really chat with them and then they'll remember who you are. And tell me if you're going to leave me. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, yeah, if, if, you know, I've had a situation where they left me at an in-between gate. Like they said, okay, the next attendant will be here in five minutes. I, I've got to go, but the next attendant will be here in five minutes. Insist that they stay for those five minutes because that attendant may be 20 minutes later and, you know, you need to go to the bathroom now and there's nobody to do it. The other thing, yeah. I, I flew to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I flew uh, Allegiant, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And Allegiant has the plane come in, and mm-hmm. then they have this turnaround time. So mm-hmm. they, they took me, you know, to a seat, and she said, somebody will come for you. Well, they never, ever did. And mm-hmm. my 
son was picking me up and he called me and he says, where are you? I said, I'm, I'm at the gate. I can't find my way back. And it was was like 11 o'clock at night. And there was nobody around. Yeah. So advocating for yourself and, you know, maybe um, somebody mentioned that. I'm sorry. I couldn't make that lady stay with me because she had to get back on the plane to go home. Yeah. Um, The ADA coordinator was mentioned earlier. Um, What's ADA? Yeah, ADA coordinator. Um, What's that ADA, mean? Oh, Americans with Disabilities Act. That's the person who coordinates for people with disabilities. Um, they're in charge of everything related to accessibility and accommodations okay. for the airport. Um, so, you know, having, for example, if you're flying with Delta, having the Delta Airlines um, phone number on your phone, you know, in case of a situation like that might be a good idea or having the phone number for the office of the ADA coordinator um, would be probably a good idea. How do you get that number? Um, Well, through the airlines, you know, that's easy. You go to their website, the ADA coordinator, you would call the airport and they would tell you, I don't know if it would be on the website. um, But if you call the airport and said, Hey, can I get the number for the ADA coordinator's office? They can give it to you or the extension. Yeah. So. Wow. All right. Do we have any other questions? I have a yep. brief. Diane has call. her hand oh. raised and you have three minutes. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Go ahead, Diane. You may unmute. There we go. I finally found it. <clears throat> On the phone, it's a lot harder. <clears throat> anyway, I, I, I came in very late, so I don't know all of what you talked about, mm-hmm. um, Jewel. but I know when I came in, someone was talking about marking your luggage mm-hmm. and we, um, use some straps. Um, Joe, my husband bought them, um, from a place that specializes, you know, in l- luggage and luggage mm-hmm. accessories. And, you know, it's a, it's kind of made out of a stretchy material and it fits around your bag and you mm-hmm. can like put it, put it through one of the handles and then it has a, um, a buckle, you know, on the end, one of those type where you push, uh, yeah. You know, where you put like a the dog thing in and it clicks right? into place and then you yeah. push a little couple little buttons to un, uh, unloose, to loosen it. Okay. Um, so that was, and I, I don't know. Um, I think that the airline, the, the people, at least in this airport here, the people that uh, help uh, people with disabilities are a lot better than they used to be. I remember uh, going on a plane one time to Rochester, New York, and the uh, person that was helping me insisted that I had to ride in the wheelchair. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I wasn't going to I wasn't going to embarrass myself or embarrass her, so I went along with it. But during the course of our ride to the um, gate, she said, you know, a blind person reported me for insisting that they be in the wheelchair and they didn't want to be. And I said, well, I can understand that. (laughs) I don't know if she thought I was going to feel sorry for her or what. Yeah, like I said, you don't have to use the wheelchair. You don't have to sit, sit where they tell you the only requirement, like airplane and bus, um, you can't sit at the emergency exit. If you don't, if you want to sit in the back of the bus, if you want to sit um, in the front of the plane, if it's not, if it's open seating, then you can sit wherever you want. Some planes yeah. you know, are assigned seating, of course, but uh, you know, if it's open seating, you can sit wherever you want. You can't, you don't have to sit anywhere. Um and, you know, so, and you can also, like, if it's um, assigned seating, you can request a specific spot. You know, I want to sit at the window because I don't want people climbing over me. You know, I want to sit in the aisle so I can yes. get in and out. So, yeah. So, all of that's yeah, you know, had, possibilities. We, we actually we had a recent flight. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah. So, this was travel. And um, I appreciate everybody's tips and thoughts and um, I was going to talk about O&M, but I think I'll leave that till another time and we'll do like an O&M um, specific call.
So um, that's it for this week. And if you have any questions, ideas, thoughts, independent living jewel, J-E-W-E-L at gmail.com. And I'll make sure that's corrected on the schedule. Thank you, everybody, and have a great day.